and welcome to the Booby Knit Podcast, where we lift the lid on breastfeeding and tell you what it's really like. I'm your host, Ruth, founder of the online breastfeeding magazine, boobingit.com, and proud mama of two. On each episode, I'll be joined by a special guest to have meaningful conversations about breastfeeding and digging deep on those issues and topics that matter most to you. So let's get on with the show. joined by Laura McGrath, mama of two and founder and CEO of Lola and Luca. Lola and Luca design and develop unique health and wellness products for mums. Just recently, their Smart Breast Pump won the Gold Award for Best Breast Pump 2021 at the Made for Mums Awards and Mother and Baby Awards. Laura splits her time between Ireland and Finland and is passionate about supporting and empowering mums to make the right decisions for them and their family. Today, we're going to talk about the pressures many mums feel to get breastfeeding right straight after birth, as well as the difference in expectation and support in Finland versus Ireland. This Booping It podcast episode is in collaboration with the Female Changemakers podcast, which is run by Lola and Luca. So Laura, welcome. Perhaps you could start by telling us what led you to start up Lola and Luca in the first place. So um, yeah, happy to tell more about what led us to start Lola Luke. Um it was really based on our own experience of becoming moms. Um, so the business was founded by myself and my good childhood friend, Kati. And we both went through sort of very difficult time at birth and postpartum. Uh, Kati more so on the, the physical recovery side um, and I, I on the sort of mental recovery side. Um, so I had a very, very um, traumatic birth with lots of uh, complications and, you know, I had to stay in the hospital for several weeks afterwards and you know it was quite a life-changing process uh, in many ways and it, it took a really long time to kind of get over that um, and then when we started discussing our experiences we just felt that um, mums you know often go into birth not not really being fully prepared and you know this was despite the fact that we had attended an antenatal classes and, and so on but we just kind of felt that the information simply wasn't sufficient um and kind of looking back that's that's you know for for many women the most sort of um the biggest physical and mental upheaval you'll go through uh, and yet you go into it pretty unprepared so we just felt that there was um an oversight there in terms of kind of taking mom into consideration um and also postpartum really struggled to find information and support you know you kind of felt like you were left to your own devices in many ways uh, and again at such a time in your life when you, you you need help the most so um we felt that there was a big gap uh, in terms of support for moms specifically um even in a country like finland where we consider maternal health care to be the, the world leading kind of level of care in in, in the world um that the system sort of focuses on the baby um, and there's only one six-week checkup for mom uh, after birth uh, and, and we just feel that this is not sufficient. Um, and also looking at the products that were out there for moms, um, you know, you couldn't find any good support bands. Um, the market really hadn't been modernized for a long time and, and we felt that, you know, mom wasn't really being taken into account as a as an adult woman who continues to exist as an adult woman, even when she is a mom. So, um, yeah, it was our kind of frustration with, with that whole landscape of, of lack of support and lack, lack of high quality products. Uh, and we felt that there was a, 
a massive opportunity to really step in and, and, and provide support and help when it's most needed. Yeah, and um, I think there'll be a lot of people nodding along to to what you said about the lack of support, the lack of preparation. You know, we go in to give birth and we really don't know what's in store for us, do we? And we feel a lot of people do feel ill prepared and never more so than in the last few years during the pandemic when there hasn't been the same antenatal courses or anything like that. And people are having to take it upon themselves to learn all they can about birth and, you know, to inform themselves. Um, And it's, yeah, it's, it's such a, and and then when you do give birth, it's such a transformative time as it is. But when somebody like you goes through a traumatic thing, I can only imagine how it alters you completely. Um, But how Mm -hmm. amazing that you were able to then channel that positively Mm -hmm. into starting up your own company with your friend yeah I mean it's really that desire of kind of thinking well I don't want anybody else to go go through this uh, quite in the same way I mean of course you know sometimes there are complications and there's nothing that you can do about it but I mean um, it's it's all about being your own sort of birth boss I mean it's like any health and wellness um, kind of personal approach these these times you kind of pay attention to the smallest things and you really look after yourself. But when it comes to birth, you sort of um, tend to just kind of, I don't know, trust the system. You just walk in there and you think you're going to be looked after and you don't really have to know. Maybe it's better not to know what what may go wrong. Um, And I think that's the wrong approach. I mean, we don't want to scare moms, but at the same time, information is power you know so you have to understand what's happening to your body and you know if if this complication happens or if that happens you have to have a plan b so i mean that that has to be the starting point uh, information so that you can make informed decisions about your own health at that critical time uh, information is key and we talk a lot about that on boobing it you know about around breastfeeding you know if you go in well equipped and you feel informed about breastfeeding you know, you're able to get it off to the best possible start. And you're maybe also able to, um, you know, if, if somebody's giving you breastfeeding advice, you're maybe able to ask the questions that are needed for that. You know, is this, is this what we need to do? Um, you know, so we always talk about the importance of informing your, yourself and, and preparing yourself. And that leads me on to my next question, because, you know, you have developed a range of breastfeeding accessories under your brand you know you've got pregnancy and postpartum products but you've also got breastfeeding accessories um such as the smart electric breastfeeding pump which is brand new so why was it so important for you to develop those sorts of um breastfeeding support accessories yeah I mean you know uh focusing on breastfeeding and supporting breastfeeding moms is is one of our kind of you know, main kind of goal goals uh, in the business. Um, and we kind of looked at the market um, after starting the business and, and really felt that it was sort of lagging, lagging behind in terms of, um, you know, normal healthcare sort of development. You know, we see, you know, different types of products and smartwatches and everything coming to the market, but breast pumps just kind of remain the same. I mean, there's there's a couple of uh, sort of wearable breast pumps in the market, but the, the sort of traditional category um, hasn't been modernized for, for decades. Um, and we felt that, um, you know, we wanted to create something in that same sort of price category um, that, that was much more kind of user-friendly and, and, and sort of modern and, 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 you know, offers lots of kind of easy functionalities to really make mom's lives easier. Um, so that was the, the goal going into the breastfeeding uh, market. Um, 
And, you know, we felt that moms are super busy um, with a new baby. Um, we, we want to make their lives easier in every possible way. And if we can do that by providing a useful breastfeeding range um, that takes some of the hassle out of their lives, then that's going to be super helpful. So we've created this pump that has only five parts. It's super simple to keep clean. It has a smart touchscreen display. Um, and for instance, it comes with these handy milk bags. So you can pump directly into the milk bag and feed, feed from the milk bag as well. So, I mean, just kind of remembering my time as a new mom and, you know, it was this constant show off of bottles and washing bottles and sterilizing bottles and transferring milk from from bags to bottles and it was just this never-ending thing and um you know we realized that moms these days they're they're mobile they go back to work they've got different needs you know you need to be out and about and and we just kind of really looked at the market and we we, we thought how can we make all of this easier for moms just to, to remove some of the hardship in their lives um, so this was this was the thinking behind behind the range. But I mean, also, like with all of our products, we want to create products that are really, really beautiful, this beautifully designed, um, really high quality. We work with healthcare professionals to create our products. Um, so we, we want to kind of create a brand that's out there for moms. Um, so kind of not not necessarily using this sort of baby focused branding, but really kind of having mom in mind as our focus. Yeah. And that's becoming clear speaking with you. It's very mother focused, you know, making it okay to think about us uh, throughout the whole birth, breastfeeding and postpartum journey. You know, often mm -hmm. the focus is so much on the baby and rightly so, but we have to remember who, who's bringing the child into the world and we need to nurture them yeah. and care for them and think about them. So that's what I love about your brand that you are so mother focused and, um, you know, you are doing what you can to inform and equip them in the best way possible. Yeah. And um, as you said, we live in the modern world. We need modern accessories. And for so long, you know, the, 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 the likes of the breast pump, as you say, I've never really thought about it before, but it hasn't changed, you know, and, you know, as our lives change and, you know, so many of us are out and about working and we've got more than one child, you know, we need that sort of um, that convenience, that um, ability to transport and just, just to make life easier to breastfeed, because I think so many people think, Oh, when they go back to work, that they, that's the breastfeeding journey must stop then because it would yeah. just be too much of a faff. I know I certainly felt that whenever I had my first child and was thinking about going to, back to work nine months, I was thinking, how, yeah. how the heck can I make this work? I'd never really pumped before. I didn't know, you know, back then I didn't know what the, what the, um, re, you know, the regulations were for employers around that. And I was, to be honest, I was scared and I was fearful. And those are, those are common themes that we hear on boobingit.com from women, you know, they're quite happily breastfeeding at home. And then once mm -hmm. they start thinking about going back to work, they start to panic. And um, what's yeah. your experience of that and your customer base around, um, <clears throat> you know, returning to work and, um, and continuing breastfeeding? Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, this is definitely a big challenge. Um, I agree. Um, something that there isn't enough support out there for. Uh, I mean, of course, there's big variation between countries. Um, <clears throat> in countries like Finland, um, mothers usually um, spend a slightly longer time on maternity leave, um, you know, let's say for, you know, from a year to a year and a half. So they might stop breastfeeding before they, they return to work sort of naturally. Uh, I mean, of course, some moms uh, breastfeed beyond that point as well. 
But really, I mean, talking to our customers in countries like the UK or Ireland, uh, this is a really, really big issue because women don't have enough support at the workplace to be able to continue breastfeeding. Um, we're actually engaging with a really interesting project this year um, with a UK company um, and, and we'll be there to support them to build these uh, unique breastfeeding spaces uh, at workplaces um, for this specific reason so that you know we can encourage women to continue breastfeeding even after they return to work uh, for them to have a peaceful space where they can do that. Um, you know, we will equip these rooms with our products and, and our support and our information. Um, so um, this is a really, really exciting uh, step for us. This is about a, a wider conversation, a cultural change yeah. um, in society in terms of supporting women um, with motherhood and with breastfeeding after they return to work. Um, and also, I mean, I, it, it's fantastic that we can we can then create these spaces and, and we can leave our kind of contact details there so uh, women can access our lactation specialists uh, with a touch of a button. They can send a message to them and, and get sort of factual information back about any questions they might have, have about breastfeeding. So we really want to cover the entire sort of journey, you know, from offering those helpful products to providing that factual information um, experts poured at your fingertips um, you know knowing that mums they have lots of questions information is sometimes difficult to find and uh, you kind of really need that 24-7 support you know we really want to be there sort of 24-7 creating that sense of community support because you know it doesn't take it doesn't you know you don't only have problems breastfeeding during working hours yeah, I, I love that idea of 24-7 support. Wouldn't it be amazing? I talk about it quite a lot. How amazing would it be to have, you know, breastfeeding support on hand, you know, a lactation mm. consultant ready to give you advice every step of the way, especially with the likes of pumping, which can be, you know, its own bring its own set of challenges. You know, you've established yeah. breastfeeding and now you're thinking of pumping and it's a whole it's a whole different uh, playing field, really. Um, but we like you say, we don't have that support on hand and especially during the pandemic, face to face support, yeah. any sort of support has been hard to come by. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that you're trying to change that is is fantastic because it is much needed. And as you say, we need a cultural shift. You know, you kind of touched on the fact that in Finland that people have longer maternity leaves, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And we have spoken about country differences in the past and other podcast episodes and Finland has always come up as you know it, it's really it's really good in terms of breastfeeding support because they give that maternity leave therefore allowing people to be at home with their child that little bit longer hopefully also aiding a longer breastfeeding journey We're just going to take a quick break in this episode. I wanted to let you know that we've published the first ever Boobing It book. It's called Breastfeeding for Beginners and it's available to buy as an ebook on boobingit.com. It's a positive and practical guide to breastfeeding and it's going to take you through what those first few days, weeks and months of breastfeeding look like. It's full of honest and practical advice with real life inspiring stories from women who've breastfed. It also includes common breastfeeding challenges and how to overcome them. And it also talks about the realities of returning to work, socializing and being intimate. I really hope you buy this book for yourself or someone you love. Now let's get on with the show. 
I would love for you to talk a bit more about um, how you see, you know, having lived in Finland and Ireland, for example, what would you say are the main differences in terms of breastfeeding support? The starting point is, is pretty similar in, in both countries. I mean, I think, I, I think new moms struggle with breastfeeding <clears throat> because it can be really, really hard. I mean, you kind of go into it and again, you're led to believe that it's this natural process. Uh, that it'll just happen by itself, but it, it doesn't. And you know, when we know that as moms, that it can be really hard, and each baby can be super different. Like, um, you know, I really struggled with my first baby, and then my second baby was one of these sort of. Um, <laughs> she just kind of latched herself immediately, you know, and there was nothing, you know, I needed to do, and and it was just crazy the difference how babies behave. Um, but I think you know when we look at the the countries and you know when it comes to differences between Ireland and Finland you know um, I looked at some some statistics um, and it was quite interesting to see um, the, the differences between uh, UK Ireland and Finland um, I mean Finland is, is um, Finland's goal is to be the leading country in breastfeeding and you know we've got about half of babies that are four months old um, who being ex- exclusively breastfed in Finland these days um, so, I mean, this is quite a high rate, but nowhere near the level they would like it to be. Um, uh, the target is 80% exclusively breastfed babies by, by 22. So, I mean, that's, that's, you know, target that which is not going to meet. And then I looked at the rates in the UK and Ireland, you know, and like you said, they're one of the lowest in the, in, in Europe and in the, the, the world, actually, which is, which is quite uh, astonishing. Um, and, you know, looking at the statistics, like only a third of, of um, British or Irish women breastfeed when they leave maternity hospital. So this is a really, really not low number. And I think it's important to think where this difference comes from. Um, um, and I think, I mean, there's, of course, a lot of cultural barriers um, to breastfeeding uh, in, in countries like the UK and Ireland. And, you know, I, I suppose a slightly different approach at the hospital, um, it's, well, this is a really complicated area. It is. Um, Fascinating to hear about, you know, your, uh, the differences um, Mm -hmm. in in Finland and as you say, UK and Ireland as well. There's still a long way for us to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if we can, I mean, about two thirds of babies approaching six months in Finland are still breastfed. Whereas in, in the UK and Ireland, it's only 6%. Um, you know, these are the statistics that I just looked up. Um, so, I mean, that's a really astonishing difference. Um, and I mean, obviously a lot of the work starts before the baby is born and, and you know, you can offer support before childbirth and, and how things are handled and, and kind of what sort of information is provided at the maternity hospital. So we can kind of see that there's something maybe going wrong there as well um but i mean at the same time i think it's important to to allow moms to to make sort of the best decisions for themselves um you know from my experience with my first birth um there was quite a bit of pressure at the maternity hospital to start breastfeeding and um and i didn't necessarily feel very comfortable with that either you know this is in a um, situation where my baby was in the intensive care unit and I was uh, recovering um, 
and I was actually in a wheelchair and, and they wheeled me off to this kind of breast pumping room. Uh, and I just really didn't feel up for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, you've got other things on your mind. So I thought that was taking it to slightly kind of extreme length. Um, and it doesn't help at that point to put pressure on moms, especially if they've just been through a really traumatic experience. You know, I'd like to kind of really highlight that um, from my own experience. You can take your time. That's OK. You know, you're not going to lose out on breastfeeding completely if it doesn't work out in the next, you know, in the first day or two or even week. If you can't establish it at the, the, the maternity hospital, it, it, it's not a problem. It doesn't mean that it's never going to happen. But you just, especially with your first baby, you need that sort of personal bond uh, and you need to be in peace and, and you need to feel calm. And if you don't feel those things, which is quite normal after you've had your first baby, it can be really difficult to establish that breastfeeding. So I think... So the worst, you know, of course, we need more support and more information at the birth hospitals. At the same time, we need flexibility to take mom's circumstances into account and kind of support her in the way that really suits her situation, because everybody is going to be in a difficult in a different personal situation. Everybody's going to have a different type of baby. Everybody's going to have a different type of set of needs. So I think that's that's really important to take into account. Yes, that's a really, really good point to make. You know, we hear a lot of so many different types of um, breastfeeding stories on boobingit.com and a, a huge amount of those are influenced by how they've given birth, how their child's come into the world. And, you know, you talked about your traumatic birth and your recovery, you were in a wheelchair. I can only imagine you're not really, it, it's not really the birth that you imagined. And, you know, we mm. imagine having this, you know, this lovely birth, putting the baby to the breast, you know, mm. how wonderful uh, but it, you know, it doesn't always work out that way and add in a trauma, physical recovery. And like you say, you're not always in the mindset to suddenly start pumping or whatever, especially if your child's in, um, you know, is being looked after in an ICU. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's a huge shock and you do need that extra support, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Um, and, and really in my case, um, I mean, it was a very difficult start uh, in terms of bonding with my baby and starting breastfeeding, but it, it came after some two or three weeks, you know, when you kind of finally are at home and you're able to relax and just kind of bond with your baby and, you know, you know, just lie on the bed with the baby and kind of just have that moment of peace uh, as opposed to the sort of craziness of the maternity hospital and all the, all the newness of becoming a mom. Yes. Um, so that's, that's um, you know well that was that was my story and and and, and certainly um, I think you, you need to be equipped with the information and the support. But at the end of the day, you need to make the, the best decisions for yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and I just like to say to to moms out there struggling with breastfeeding that you know it's it's normal and it can take time, uh, and that's fine. So not to put too much pressure on yourself if, if things don't work out. You know, from day one. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to end the podcast, you know, and don't, as you say, don't lose heart if those first few days or that even that first week or two, things don't go according to plan. Um, you know, you can get past that. You can make it work um, yeah. and reach out for help and support if you need it. Don't suffer in silence as well, because I think a lot of new mums do feel, they kind of feel less, as you say, they feel less pressure. They feel less need to make it work 
and to be natural yeah. at it and to be good at it. And it's not, it's not something that we all just know what to do immediately. So we need help and support from those around us, you know, so ask in the hospital, uh, reach yeah. out to a breastfeeding helpline, you know, do anything that you can to get the right information to help you on your journey. Um, but thank you so yes. much for sharing your own personal experience and for telling us a bit about how you started your amazing company. Um, if, if people wanted to find out more, where, where could they go? Um, our website is uh, lolaluke.com. Um, and there we have a page called Expert um, Services. Um, so you can view all our healthcare experts on that page and you can send us a question uh, through the form on that page um, and we'll respond. Um, we cover all sorts of areas from physiotherapy to midwifery to uh, lactation, support, um, nutrition, exercise and so on. So um, really want to be there kind of helping moms from start to finish with all the questions they may have. And this is a completely free, free uh, service um, because we know that um, factual information is, is, is key um to to happy motherhood um so yeah you can find us there uh, lola luke for moms uh, instagram account uh, where you'll find our community and lots of useful um, social media content great thank you so much laura for your time today thank you lovely talking to you Thank you for listening to this episode you can find out the latest breastfeeding news and information on boobingit.com and you can also join the boobing it community on facebook instagram and twitter see you in the next show